0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, he came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through Him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through Him, yet the world knew Him not. He came to His own home, and His own people received Him not. But to all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave the power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have beheld His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Father, we pray that as we're gathered this day, on this Christmas Day, and as we hear and receive your holy and living word, that you would draw near to us and fill us with life and salvation made available in you alone. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you alone are our strength, and you alone are our Redeemer. Amen. A number of years ago, while in seminary, I got a call from one of my buddies from high school, and he was up visiting his grandparents, who had a place just outside of St. Michael's, Maryland, and he invited me over to come and and visit with him, and I was excited about that, excited that he was in town, I was going to get to see an old friend that I hadn't seen in a while, and and Paul and I were familiar with St. Michael's. We used to go out there uh, periodically, out there on the Chesapeake Great Sort of little uh, fishing village, great place to go. Uh, have blue crab. Uh, go out there, you know, uh, picnic tables, and they put the newspaper on the picnic tables. Dump out the blue crab, and little hammer, and a, and a cracker, and um, you're living. Um, it's it's good stuff. So I'm familiar with St. Michael's, and he told me where it was, and so I went out that way from Alexandria, and went through uh, the little village of St. Michael's, and his uh, grandparents' place was just outside of that, and I got to the. Um, address uh, and I and I turned in the gate um, and and I my first thought I thought this isn't my grandparents' place. Um, you pulled in and, and over here are the kennels uh, and then over here um, are the stables and this this path sort of wound and and here's all the boats um, over here and then you get to this uh, sort of guest cottages and this grand um, home uh, on the Chesapeake and and then there's my friend um, coming out to greet me and as I say I. I just kind of like, wow, um, what, a, what a place. Uh, and I, I share that with you because we heard um, this morning, one of the great things about Christmas Day and this opportunity to gather to worship is the opportunity to hear again the prologue to John's Gospel. And the prologue to John's Gospel is in many ways uh, like the experience that I've just described. You, you enter in Uh, And it's one amazing thing after another, as uh, John uh, gives a window into all that we will see with Jesus Christ coming forth into the world. It is one amazing thing um, after another. There's so much um, to take in. And as we begin to uh, enter into the prologue of John's Gospel, as we begin to see um, the different things that it lays before us, the various attributes and characters, The character of God made known to us, we see uh, none other than Jesus himself, the friend uh, above all friends, coming out to greet us, giving us a view of that which will come. Friend uh, is a word which Jesus later uses uh, in John's Gospel when speaking to his followers. John uh, 15, you remember, he says, I no longer um, call you servants, instead I call you friends. Uh, And we see this morning again... The good news, the wonderful miracle of the Incarnation, that God Himself has come forth uh, into the world gentle, meek, mild. He has come forth uh, as um, the baby. There is the beautiful scene, the moving scene, in many many ways um, the sweet scene. And yet, uh, as I share that, there's also um, a danger uh, in getting sort of I'm too drawn into the sweetness of sort of the way in which we visualize it. And the danger of that is if we sort of make it overly sweet, we begin to sentimentalize it as well. And we miss the substance of the good news made available to us, certainly not just in John's Gospel, but throughout the entire witness of the Bible. One of the things that the Incarnation does is it tells us about God. Uh, It certainly makes known to us the incredible good news of God, who in his love and his grace and his mercy has come forth into the world to seek you and me, to call us into relationship with himself. It gives us that overwhelming good news of the character of our God, who has entered into the world, who has become vulnerable for us, who has come to seek us. But it also And the Incarnation makes known to us our character as well. And one of the things uh, that the Incarnation more than implies is the necessity um, for the Incarnation. Uh, The necessity that God would come forth into the world. Why? Because we need a Savior. Because we need a Deliverer. Because we need a Redeemer. We need so much more than sweetness. We need so much more than sentimentality. We need a Savior to come forth into the world um, to deliver us. And John speaks to that. Uh, And he talks about uh, both the light uh, and the darkness, and those are more than just images. They're things which I think we can readily understand um, in our lives as well. It speaks um, to the darkness that exists in our world, which we certainly see and experience around us, and it also speaks to the darkness uh, in our own hearts and in our own lives as well. The darkness is not just without, um, the darkness is within when we stop, when we think about um, the motivations of our hearts, when we think uh, about our thoughts, the darkness that exists within us uh, is readily known to us. I can remember uh, back in the day, uh, perhaps you all as well, uh, you know, the good old nightlight, um, that, that fear uh, of the darkness. And, of course, the great thing about the nightlight is you could just flip the switch and you had that, that security uh, of the light which was there. But, of course, as I talk about the darkness which exists in creation, the darkness which exists in the human heart, the challenge within that is there's not it's not simply a switch that we can flip um, to make the darkness go away. Uh, there's the need for something so much bigger, um, for a light to come in and to flood um, the darkness. And John points to that and the miracle of the Incarnation. He points to the reality of that, that, yes, um, we encounter the darkness, but those amazing words which he shares is the light has shined in the darkness, uh, and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, the incredible news which he shares the darkness has not, the darkness um, cannot overcome the light which has been made available to us uh, in Jesus Christ. And he goes on to share the good news that for those um, who believe, And as he says, those who believe the good news we hear also throughout the entire witness of the gospel, we're not talking um, about big belief, Uh, belief just as small um, as a mustard seed. For those who believe, there is the opportunity um, to become God's children. There is the reality of becoming God's children. The incredible news of the incarnation that God has taken on, human flesh uh, and form, is that by doing so, God is able to address um, the darkness Uh, on the outside, but the miracle of the incarnation that Jesus um, identified with humanity, with you and me, the miracle of Jesus taking on human flesh, uh, entering into the world, uh, living uh, as we live, is that he's not only able to address the darkness on the outside, but he's also able to shine light uh, and to address the darkness which is within our hearts and within our lives as well. We hear the good news um, once again, um, that the light has shined uh, in the darkness. The light is greater than the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it. The good news of God who comes to seek us uh, and to save us in the gift of His Son, Jesus. And I share with you those wonderful uh, words from Hark the Herald Angels Sing. They'll be the final words which we sang uh, at the conclusion of the service. Words um, penned by Charles Wesley, which... Capture what it is I hope that we will see today, um, that good news which can permeate our hearts and in our lives and fill us with the good news of God made known to us. Words spoken of Jesus, mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise us from the earth, born to give us second birth, risen with healing in his wings, light and life to all he brings, hail the son of righteousness. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. The good news um, this Christmas uh, and every day is a God who's come forth into the world that He might be present with us, a God who shined His light uh, into the darkness, a God who redeems uh, and saves. And as we hear that this day, let us pray, Heavenly Father, we thank you that in your great might. And in your grace, you have sought us in the gift of your Son, who is our Savior. We thank you that through him, through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, your light has shined in the darkness and overcome it. And you have called us, adopted us as your sons and as your daughters. Lord, fill our hearts, fill our lives with this good news, that we might be yours today and always. And this we ask in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.